Hello, everybody. Good evening. Okay. Welcome to this, we're up to the seventh share in this series, uh, Inner Mechanics of the Tyra. And the topic tonight is who authored Tehillim and What's the connection of Tehillim and Rosh Hashanah? How can we elevate our Yom Neirayim uh, through Tehillim? The truth is that these past couple of months, especially the roller coaster in the beginning, I think we all developed a special, a new connection to Tehillim. I mean, I can speak for myself, but also for the people that I've observed. And... Um, there's actually a lot to understand about what our connection to Tehillim, to Tehillim is because there's very different ways of utilizing Tehillim as a method of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and growth. Three very independent, unique, specific approaches to saying Tehillim, and each one has its place. There is a concept of saying Tehillim every day, there's this concept of saying Tehillim when there's a tzara. And then there's this concept of saying Tehillim on the Yom Neroim and Asayi Simei Tshuva, and each one has its place. And hopefully we'll get into that, try to understand a little bit how to relate to Tehillim, especially during these days. Tehillim is an amazing sefer. It's unique in Tanakh. It's been Klai Yisrael go-to sefer for centuries. Whenever we need a Yeshua, whenever we need a redemption from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, every time of difficulty, tzara, sorrow, happiness, we channel those emotions through the words of Tehillim because everything is in Tehillim. David HaMelech has a place and has defined how to use those emotions to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Many miracles are attributed to Tehillim. Let's say the story um, that uh, I said it many years ago, I think, with Rebson Kanievsky, a whole long story, but the, the, the punchline of the story was that there was a girl that was struggling with, with her from Kite very much, and she was on the brink of marrying a, a non Jew. And her parents imposed upon her, impressed upon her to go speak to Rebson Kanievsky, and she did. And it, with all her discussion and talk, she couldn't find it within herself to pull away from her fiancé, fiance, the non-Jew. So Rebison Kanievsky suggested, why don't they sit down and say it's Parak of Tehillim together? And they did, and they opened the Tehillim randomly. And this, um, this woman, her, this young woman, her name was Riva. And the Parak of Tehillim that they opened up to was the Pasik of, I don't remember the whole Pasik exactly, but the Pasik says, Riva Rivi. Baruch should fight my fight, from a, a nation who is not pious. So she was so taken aback at that tziyat Dishmaya that um, such a pasik turned up when she was saying to Hillam that, you know, that inspired her to, to, uh, to, to make the right decision and change her connection with this uh, non-Jew. Tehillim is divided up into 150 prokim, which are known in Yiddish as kapitlach, and each one is short and has an individual purpose. Not, not, no other part of Tanakh is written this way. And each one of the Kapitlach has a unique way of beginning. It starts with Mizmar, some start with Shira Malas, other begin with Lam Natseach, with Halalukah. And there are 10 different forms, how, how a Perik and Tehillim might start. And there are also many people referenced in Tehillim. 
as the author of their particular capital, Eisen HaAzrachi, Maish Rameinu, even seemingly Shleim HaMalach. So in this year, we're going to try to learn about who are the people that composed Tehillim, and but more importantly, what exactly was David HaMalach's role in compiling Tehillim? And what purpose has Tehillim served Klal Yisrael throughout the generations as it existed during the first base of Mikdash, second base of Mikdash, and Galus? I'll also learn about the special benefit of Tehillim during these holy days, the Yom Neroim, and as I said before, what kind of intent and kabona should we have when we're saying Tehillim? We know there are many special kapetlach of Tehillim that are dedicated to these days, right? We say L'David Hashem Ayri every day during El, through Semchus most Minhagim. During Aseris Yimei Tshuva, the Arizal um, suggests, and many Kehillahs have that, Minog to say after you stabach before you start Berchas Kriyashma. At the nights of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we say Mizmer Ladavid. So there are many prokum of Tehillim that are unique, de- uniquely dedicated to the Yom Nera. So let's try to understand the connection. So let's begin with who composed Tehillim. The Gemara says in uh, Bab Basra, the Gemara says, David Kosov Sefer Tehillim. David wrote Sefer Tehillim, Al Yedea Sara Zikainim, but he utilized. Um, 10 uh, different elders, 10 different Zikainim, who contributed to, to writing Tehillim. Who were they? Adam Harishan, um, Malki Tzedek, Avram Avinu, that's Eisen HaIzrachi, is, is, uh, is Avram Avinu, Moshe, Tfil Moshe, Moshe Haman, Yuduson, and Asaf, those are three names that are mentioned in the Mizmerim of Tehillim, Haman, Yuduson, and Asaf, and also, there were three sons of Kairach, or Levim, who also composed many of the different Shirim of Tehillim. So there were ten different Zikainim, ten different elders, who contributed their parts to Tehillim, and David Amalek compiled it. Now, if these ten Zikainim, the elders, they were the true authors of these Kapitlach and Tehillim, why is the whole Sefer attributed to David HaMelech. The Gemara Psachim says that all the way in the end of, uh, it's the end of Sefer Shani and it's the end of Sefer B, I think, in Tehillim, it says, Kalu is David ben Yishai. And Chazal say, don't read Kalu, which means here ends the Tfilas of David ben Yishai. Don't read it literally, rather read it Kuloi Tfilas David ben Yishai. These are all the Tfilas of David ben Yishai. And that includes all the many different Mizmairim that begin and are attributed to other people, Ais and Ezrachit, yet it says, Kuloi, Tfilas So what does that mean? And the truth is, we find that, if anything, Tehillim seems to have been com- compiled many centuries before David HaMalach was even born. Chazal say, Medrash Rabbah says in, in uh, Bereshis, that when Yaakov Avinu tells Lavan, Lavan's chasing after him, and Yaakov Avinu tells him, I was by day watching your sheep and I burned up in the heat. And I, I had to brave the frost by night. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, what was Yaakov Avinu doing while he was watching Lavan's sheep? And he answers, he was saying the 15 Shira Malas that are in Sefer Tehillim. And uh, he says a proof because one of the words of the Shira Malas is Lule Hashem, Shahaya Lanuf, Natra Hashem, who is with us, Yoimar No Yisrael. Yisrael says. So typically we say that means Kal Yisrael. But Rabbi Shimon Levi says, no, no, no. Yoimar No Yisrael, Yisrael himself, the Yisrael, Yisrael Saba, our, 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 our forefather Yisrael. 
So he said the 15 Shira miles. But the second man Amr over there says, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman Oimer, Kol Sefer Tehillim Hay Oimer. He said the whole of Sefer Tehillim while he was watching Lavan's sheep. The Atta Kadosh Yoishev Tehillis Yisrael. You, Holy One, sit and wait and expect Tehillis Yisrael, the praise of Yisrael. Again, Chazal Taich, not Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, but Yisrael, Yaakov Avinu, the author of all these praises. So it is understandable what else does a Jew do when he's in the house of Lavan and is forced to go beyond and above and beyond in order to protect Lavan's sheep. Yeah, he says to Hillam, and that's what Yaakov Avinu did. So Yaakov Avinu already seemed to have the whole compilation of Tehillim. So what exactly did David HaMelech contribute? The Pasuk says in Shmuel, all the way in the end of Shmuel, Shmuel Beis, these are the final words of David. Noom David ben Yishai. This is David ben Yishai talking. And Noom Agavra, who come all? These are the words of the person who accepted a yoke upon himself. Al Mashiach Halakei Yaakov, the one who was anointed by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Unneim Zmiros Yisrael. Neim, the sweet. Noim. Neim Zmiros Yisrael, who has the sweet one who says praises of Klal Yisrael. Uh, within Kla Yisrael. It's praises of Hashem within Kla Yisrael. And Rashi says on those words, Ne'im Zmiras Yisrael, that David Amalek was the sweet one who sang praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ein Yisrael Meshayrim B'Mikdash, Elashi Reisivism Reisivism of Kla Yisrael in the base of Mikdash, exclusively only sang and said by Karbonis, by Akravas Karbonis, they only said David HaMelech Shiris and Zmiras. They only said Tzukum of Tehillim. So again, we're attributing these psukim of Tehillim so much so David HaMelech defines himself that way. I am Ne'im Zmiris Yisrael, and Rashi explains that that was it. It was exclusive. Only David HaMelech's Zmiris were used from there on, but they weren't David HaMelech's. They predated him, and they were of 10 other people, and perhaps already originally conceived by Yaakov Avinu. So we find the answer to this question in a Medrash in Kahelas, who addresses this question directly, but the answer is going to need a little explanation. But this is what the Medrash says. The Medrash says, the Pasuk in Kahelas, wisdom makes a wise person strong, Zed David. That's David HaMelech. It makes him stronger than 10 rulers. Me'asara Zekenim is stronger than the 10 elders who compiled Sefer Tehillim. And who are they? And it says, Avram, Moshe, David, Shlaim, etc. So Ravuna says in the name of Ravacha, even though there were 10 people who wrote the, the Prakam of Tehillim, they weren't, it's not attributed to them. And it's not called by their name. No, it's only called David Malach Yisrael. They gave a marshal to explain this. There was a Chabura of Anashim. There was a group of people that wanted to say hymnum. They wanted to sing hymns and praises to a king. And the king tells them, Kulchem ni'imim, you are all sweet. Kulchem chasidim, you're all pious. Kulchem ashbichin lefana, you all are worthy of singing praises before me. But, but I don't want any of you. I want only that person to say, for on behalf of all of you, Lama Shakaili Ara, because he has a sweet voice. Kach, likewise, these ten Sadikim, Avram, Dav, uh, uh, Haman, Asan, Yedusun, the three Bnei, bnei Kayach, they wanted to say Sefer Tehillim, and Akadosh Baruch said, No, you can compose it, but you are not going to be the one 
who creates it. You're not going to be the one who creates a Tehillim that becomes the possession of Ka Yisrael. No, that's not you. You know who is going to do that? Kulchem Neimim, you are all sweet. Kulchem Chasidim, you are all pious. Kulchem Hashbichem, you are all worthy. But David will be the one who says it on your behalf. Because he has a sweet voice. Because he is the sweet singer of Kaiser. So the Medrash addresses this question and says, yes, there were other authors, but they didn't create Tehillim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only assigned one person that job to have the ability to actually sing the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, only David Amal. He's clearly already a sweet voice. What does that mean? Clearly, it can't mean literally that he had a good voice. That's hardly a spiritual attributes, one that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would overlook Avram Avinu's contribution in place of David Amal's sweet voice. That, that clearly is not what it means. There's an funny story with uh, Rav Chaim, Chaim of Brisk, the son of the Beis Alevi, the father of the Brisk Rav, that he enjoyed, he enjoyed a chazanis, he enjoyed hearing a chazan sing, and one time a chazan came and sang a whole song for him, a Jewish song, and he enjoyed it very much. Rav Chaim enjoyed it very much, and Rav Chaim asked him, what can I do for you? You have been Mahanami, you've, you've given me such pleasure. I want to be able to do something for you as well. So the Chazan says, well, I have an interesting request. I says, well, what, what's your request? So the Chazan says, I would like to be part of the choir. I want to be part of the choir that accompanies David HaMelech's singing Shiras and Sushbach HaKadosh Baruch Get me into the choir, you have some pull. Get me in there, I want to be part of that choir. So Rav Chaim heard that and he said, do you have any concept, do you have any idea of the greatness, of the holiness, of the awesomeness of David HaMelech's Shira and Zimra, of David HaMelech's praise and song to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? If you were to be in his presence for a moment, you would run in the opposite direction thousands of miles just from the fear and pachad and terror that you would be overcome from his holiness. You think you can sit in his choir? You won't be able to survive for a minute. So clearly it's not, qualification is not the ability to sing. That's not it. So what was it that being referred to, that David HaMelech is clearly arif? I saw on Sefer Zev Yitraf, that's Reb Zev Hoberman's Zatzal, Talmud of Rehutner. So he has a wonderful insight into this concept. He has a sefer on Tehillim, and this is all at the end of his sefer, Parakuf Kof Gimel. He says that the Pasik says, Parakuf Kof Lamnatech Al Machlois, Lanois, Mizbar David, that uh, that's the words it begins with, Al Machalas, and Chazal explained it to mean Al Machalas, Lashon of Mechila. David Amalek asked permission, he asked to be forgiven by Akadish Baruch Hu for praising Akadish Baruch Hu. So he needed permission, he needed to be forgiven for praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why would that be? So he explains, because Chazal say that L'cha dumia tehila, miyamal gvuris Hashem yashmiya kal tehila say. Who can say, sing the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, miyamal gvuris Hashem, the Pasuk that we say after Anam Zmiris, after we say all those holy praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say miyamal gvuris Hashem, who could say the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yashmiya kal tehila say. He has to say all the praises of HaKadosh Baruch So Chazal understand, and the simple understanding is, is that you think you can say praises of HaKadosh Baruch there's a problem, because you're going to say praise. 
and then you're going to stop. And you can't stop because that's diminishing. There is no end. So, who is going to say the praise of Kodesh Do you think you can say all his praises? You can't. It's impossible. Not only can't you say all his praises in quantity, it means you can never stop talking, you also can't reach any level of quality. You can't even be masik, we can't even begin to understand a level of the greatness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So how can you say praise? The only praise we could say is by saying nothing, by being quiet. And Chazal go on to explain that in Shemana Esra, we say, we praise a Kaddish Baruch Hu with those terms is only because they're written in the Torah. A Kaddish Baruch Hu stamped approval. That those words can be used, Moshe Rabbeinu said them, and the way other um, Svarim explained, the Gra among them, is that all the praises of, of Shman Esrei are really elucidating those terms. Everything is just developing those terms of praise, and that's all we're, we're, we're able to say. We can't say any more than that, because that's, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us to say. So David Amal comes then, has a whole Sefer Tehillim, praises upon praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he needs to ask permission. But why is he granted permission? So if Zev Hoberman says, beautifully, he says, because there's another understanding of Yashmiya Kal Tehillasai. Miyamal Gvuras Hashem, who has the ability to say praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Either you can say all the praise. Well, that's impossible. But there's another thing you can do. Yashmiya Kal Tehillasai, if you are able to say every single praise that you have the potential to say. If you have the ability to access your own full potential that you were granted as a human being, and every human being is granted a unique potential, a unique ability to praise a Kaddish Baruch So if you have that ability to get to your full potential of recognizing a Kaddish Baruch in this world, seeing all the good that he does for us, that he does for all of us, understanding how much that he has done and how much we rely on him and how much the world runs on his will. If we recognize that full, that full potential, then Yashmiya kal tehilasai. Such a person can praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu because he says his own kal tehilasai. He says everything that he has to be able to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The beautiful pshat, and he says, that's why David HaMalch asked permission. He needed to be forgiven because he wasn't saying all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's praises. But he was allowed because he was saying his full potential in praising a Kaddish Baruch. And he writes that a Kaddish Baruch gave this permission to Klal Yisrael as well. And he says, Am zu this nation that I created, li tihilasi yisaperu, they also have the ability to say my praise. But you know how it is that we say a Kaddish Baruch praise. We lock into David HaMelech's Shiris and Zmiris. That's why in the Beis HaMikdash, only David HaMelech's Shiris and Zmiris were allowed. That was the only Yashmiya Kalte Ilosa that could possibly be said. Otherwise, you could just say, You want to say something else? You want to tap in? You have to, could only work through David HaMelech, who had that concept, who embodied that concept of Yashmiya Kalte Ilosa. Now, to understand it a little better, there's a, a, a vart from Tzvara Shlaima. It's, it's a well-known vart. I don't know if he's the only one who says it. Tzvara Shlaima says in Parashat Shmini, he says that the unique quality that David HaMelech had when he praised the Kaddish Baruch Hu, where he was different than all of the tzaddikim and how he praised, was that he says, look at Aaron Akayin. Aaron Akayin, when 
his two children died, not of an abu, right? A tragedy, tremendous tragedy. It says, he was quiet. And like being quiet, it means he didn't question. He accepted HaKadosh Baruch Hu's judgment and he embodied a Jew. He embodied a Jew who accepts, who is quiet, who trusts HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who has Amunah, has Bitachen, and he is praised and he is rewarded for his being quiet. The next time HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a mitzvah, he directed it at Aaron alone. But he says, David HaMelech took it to the next level. David HaMelech suffered so much in his lifetime. And with all the tsars, and with all the Yisurim, he said, Leman is I will praise you and I will not be quiet. I'll suffer those, all those terrible Yisurim that I have been made to suffer through, and I will, on the contrary, utilize them to praise HaKadosh Baruch There is how David Melach reached his full potential in praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yashmiya Kaltehilasi, David HaMelech had a life that was full of hardship, uh, biblical hardship, as, you, as we would say. As Chazal explained, when he was born, his father wanted to disown him. He thought it was born of an illicit relationship. Turned out it was a mistake. He was considered unworthy by his brothers. They mocked him. Eventually, he fought with Goliath, and he was chosen by Shaul HaMelech, and then he was chosen as Shaul HaMelech's son-in-law, but almost immediately Shaul HaMelech developed an intense hatred to him, that was Menashemayim, and then proceeded to hunt him, to pursue him, and David HaMelech had a tremendously difficult life until Shaul HaMelech passed away. He was hunted and chased, and he was in hiding, and he had to go outside of Eretz Yisrael, he had to pose as someone who was unwell, as crazy, and then he had to live amongst Goyim and, and, and make it seem as if he hated the Jews, and he was put through test after test after test, a life of difficulty. During that time, his family was in danger, so he had them stay with the king of Moab, and as soon as he left, the king of Moab turned around and slaughtered his whole family. During his reign, after he finally became king, he was his oldest son, Amnon, was killed by his younger son, Abshalom. Abshalom turned around and started a rebellion which very nearly succeeded in killing David Amalek, and in the process, he lost all his wives. And, you know, the many other things which I'm not mentioning, and he was accused and held responsible for many things that he did not do, the deaths of Ishbaishas, Abner Ben-Ner, Amasa ben So he lived a life full of hardship, a life full of suffering, and he never once lost the opportunity in any one of those moments, which many of them are detailed in Tehillim. He never lost a moment to utilize that moment to its fullest potential of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is Ne'im Zmiris Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that is the sweetest of voices. Many people can compose Tehillim. They can have the Ruach HaKadosh. They can have the Nevuah to be able to write the words of Tehillim, but to, um, to embody them to live those words, to create them into praises which are permitted to be said only in the Imzmiris Yisrael, who is Yashmiya Kol Tehilasa, who recognizes and utilizes his full potential, can create a Sefer Tehillim, which then afterwards becomes permanent possession of Kal Yisrael. There's a, a well-known shot said by, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was of Chaim Shmulevitz. As I'll say that Nebuchadnezzar, the Pasuk in Daniel, after one of the Nisim that happened to Daniel, he got up and he started praising a Baruch Hu. 
and he says a few terms, and then he stops. And Chazal say that Bikish Nebuchadnezzar Leganes is called Sefer Tehillim. He was about to humiliate. He was about to disgrace the whole Sefer Tehillim because he was going to say praises that would outdo the whole Sefer Tehillim. And a Malach came and slapped him on the mouth. So he stopped. So simply we understand that the Malach was just ensuring that David Malach keeps his place as Neim Zmir Yisrael, and we don't have Nebuchadnezzar outdoing him. But Rechaim Shmulevis explained that, no, that's not what happened. What happened was, it said, yeah, yeah, very nice. You know, you've composed a lot of beautiful poetry and you're about to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu. One second, that's not how this works. He slapped him on the face. He put him in some pain. They said, now, let's see you say praise now. It hurts. Can you say praise even when it hurts? That's what David HaMelech was all about. And Shmulevichanetzar, he stopped as soon as it was difficult. And therefore, he wasn't capable of disgracing David HaMelech's praises. So now let's begin to understand that, um, oh, I see that, uh, that Jeff is telling me that the Kutzker is the one that said this vart. Okay, beautiful. So let's understand the, the power of, uh, of Tehillim. The Shlach says, Shlach Kaddish says, Minig baharbe glila is Yisrael, it's a minig in, in many in, uh, communities, to say the whole Sefer Tehillim, on the night of Yom Kippur, and it's a very old established minig. We don't have anything greater. Sefer Tehillim has everything in it. You have much praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And many of them is help us arm us to tshuva. And many of them is are us, us, in our name, asking forgiveness from Akadish Baruchu. Hakom Hashem Hiskel, all from Ruach HaKadish, Chibre David HaMelech, all of Hashem, Ruach HaKadish, David HaMelech compiled this with Ruach HaKadish. V'ha'oymer Tehillim, and someone who says Tehillim, who can mispalel, is also like his davening, who gamken Isaac b'tayra, and he's also as if he's learning, if you pay attention to what you're saying. Kikvarbikesh David HaMelech, all of Hashem, David HaMelech had already requested, this is a chazal, she'yu mekabum schar ha'kari b'tehillim, that everybody who says Tehillim should get reward, as if you're being oisig in the depth of Torah, Nagoyim, and all this, like learning the, the Mesechtas of Nagoyim, and all this difficult Mesechtas and Taharis, which are considered the, the meat and potatoes of learning Torah. David Amalekh asked the Kaddish Baruch that saying to him should be held on that level of learning. Amnam, he says, it's in Kippur at night, you're tired and it's difficult, and you can't say the whole Tehillim in Kippur by night. At least say the first four chapters of Tehillim, which if you look in any Tehillim Kippur Machser, it'll have after Damning those first four chapters of Tehillim. And they're also a Segula to be Nitzel from Thomas Kerry, which he says is very important in Kippur. So when we're saying those first four prakram of Tehillim, according to the Shalah, it's not just that we're trying to be nitzel from Thomas Kerry. What we also are trying to do is to tap in a little bit to Tehillim. We can't say the whole thing, so we say a little bit. But he says it's a tremendous segula because it has everything in it. Tehillim has everything in it. 
The Sefer Seder Hayyim is one of the people who lived in Sfas during the time of the Beis Yosef and the Arizal. He writes, Seder Yom HaKadosh, what should you do on Yom Kippur? Everybody should try to finish Yom Kippur, uh, Tehillim over, over Yom Kippur, over the holy day of Yom Kippur. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a segula for every Baal Tshuva. And anybody who's looking for mercy from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to read this Sefer, Ki Yimta Baimivu Kasha, you will find what you want. V'hakel Yizbarach V'yisalayana, Amen. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, Amen, after your tefillahs, V'chein Hispal. And this is a Chiddush that he says. Interesting, we know where he gets it from. But he says, for you. If if you say to him, he daven for you. And David Amalek had in his lifetime daven and asked Baruch Hu that everybody who utilizes the Sefer Tehillim should not leave unanswered. That's a pretty strong um, guarantee given to us by David Amalek. If you say Sefer Tehillim, that's what Sefer Seder Ayam says, which is an interesting concept. So before we go a little bit further, some interesting testimonies given um, throughout history by Tzadikim and Ga'inim to the power of Tehillim. But the, the Shla Kaddish, and I, I want to just point this out, emphasize, had demonstrated that there's three different points of saying Tehillim, and it's important to know these and to realize that we have to utilize all of them. They're not all at the same time and not all in the same place, but they're all very powerful aspects of what Tehillim is all about. He mentions that Tehillim is a wonderful way to be mizdabek in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your marbim shvachim Hashem, you say praises to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There is an element of dveikus by Hakadosh Baruch Hu when you say Tehillim. It's something that Rav Chaim Velazner actually talks about in Nefesh Chaim. He's talking about in Nefesh Chaim Sharadalit. He's trying to explain that learning Torah Lishma doesn't mean dveikus; it means something else. He says, but if you want to be dveikus, he says, if you want to become davuk in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you want to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the greatest way possible. He says, he's he he says. If you say that the concept of Lashma is to be Nizdavik and Akadish Baruchu, Halo Ain Dvekis Yoiser Nifla Meamiras Tehillam Karai Kalayim, there is no better amazing way to be Mizdabek and Akadish Baruchu than Amiras Tehillam Karai Kalayim. So the first concept of saying Tehillam is a concept of dveikas. So just to think about that for a minute. It means connecting to HaKadosh Baruch because when we're t- saying Tehillim, we're describing the grandeur, the greatness, the awesomeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that is how we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's how we appreciate Him. That's how we see Him, how we know Him. That's how we feel Him. So we're saying Tehillim to make HaKadosh Baruch Hu real to us. That's one concept of saying Tehillim, and that's really the concept of saying Tehillim every day. Saying Tehillim every day has a, is the reason why it's divided up is that the day shouldn't go by without us utilizing Tehillim for what is also known as Shira. Shira, that term, is a connection. Utilizing Tehillim as Dveikas is connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is what Ruchayim Velazhner says. Now, Ruchayim Velazhner actually says that David Amalek had asked from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that saying Tehillim should be the same status as Nagayim and Allah's. And he says, well, it doesn't, he says. Because Nagayim and Allah's is Nagayim and Allah's. Learning Tari Lashma is greater. And he says, we don't know if David Amalek, his, his request was accepted by Kaddish Baruch, that it actually is on the level of Nagayim and Allah's. Now, many other 
Gainim afterwards were not so happy with his question, whether David HaMelech's request that saying to him should be equated to Nilam and Alas. He doesn't know if it was accepted. They, they, they have issue with that. The Shlom himself said that it's as if you're learning Tyra. And Rav Moshe Misavran, one of the Rebbes, he said that we find other places that David HaMelech makes a request and Chazal immediately assume it was granted by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So he says it's clear, David HaMelech makes a request, it's just a form of speech, it's most certainly request, uh, granted by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Baal Tanya says that why was it specifically that David HaMelech said that Tehillim should be compared to Negoim and Olives? This is a, I mean, they're difficult mesechtas, but they should just say it should be compared to learning Torah. Why in particular Negoim and Olives? What, 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 why that? What's, what's special about that? So he said, because Nagam and Alis have a lot of halachas that have nothing to do with us, right? Nagam and Alis are halachas of uh, Nega, which doesn't happen anymore. Alis is Tumas Meis, which is barely Negea, you know, barely relevant. So there's so much of it that doesn't seem to be relevant. Yet, he says, when you learn it, you know, it's, 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 it's learning Tyra, and you get schar. So he says, to him also, there are parts of it which we don't necessarily relate to. They talk about David Amal running and being hunted, being chased. Well, we're not going, we're not experiencing that. They talk about other kinds of difficulties David Amal experienced, some other people saying Lashon Hara about him, and the, his son rebelling against him, Abishalom. All those things are mentioned, all the different sufferings that David Amal went through, we're not experiencing those. He says it makes no difference. It's like Negoim and all this. You relate to it, you connect to it, and you can become greater through it. That's what he says, what David HaMelech was asking from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it was granted. So there's one concept of saying to Hillam that it's Shira, that we can utilize it to make us greater, make us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then there's another concept of, of, of um, Tehillim, which is Zimra. Zimra, literally translated, means to cut away, and that is to help us daven, to remove everything that will get in the way of our tefillah. There are many things that can get in the way of our tefillah. There's things on a physical sense, which is, you know, disturbing thoughts, uh, being very involved in the physical world. You have to extract yourself from the physical world. And in that way, Tillam can do that. Tillam can help elevate you. But it also has a very powerful spiritual sense. Tillam has this power, inherent power, to destroy mazikim, to destroy those powers, those forces that can prevent our tefillahs from going up to Shemaim. Those for spiritual forces that are there to bring justice to the world and, and bring Midas Adin against us, Tehillim could be Zoymer, Zimra. It can move them out of the way. It can remove them and it can prevent them. And that's another power that Tehillim has, of Zimra. And that's why we say Tehillim when there's an ace Tzara. That's why we say Tehillim when we're in need of redemption. We're looking to try to get those powers that are working against us, that are bringing Midas Adin against us, bringing judgment on us, we're trying to remove them, and we're trying to make our tefillah be niskabal to in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's another aspect of what Tehillim does. <clears throat> there, there is um, a story brought down in, in Chazal, the Sefer called Emek HaMelech, Early, very early Sefer, and this is, has Sharm Antikune Tshuva. And he quotes someone named Rabbi Vigdor Kara. Rabbi Vigdor Kara, I believe, was from, lived around the time of the Spanish Inquisition. And he was talking about the power of Tehillim. And he says he heard from his father 
then the year Kuf Yud Beis, the year Kuf Yud Beis, two years after the Gezeris. So this would be, again, I, I didn't make the calculation. I think it's around the time of the, Span, the Spanish expulsion. Uh, so, Kuf Yud Beis, he says, there was one little village near a city called Airport that had never been attacked by the enemies of Claudius or they were never attacked by the Christians. It was never ransacked. One little village that was safe. And from the people who lived in the village, there was an old man, a poor old man who was a chassid, who was a very pious person, but he did not, wasn't a very big Talmud Chacham. And he knew how to learn Chumash, he knew how to learn Tanakh, and he said to him, and he, he, he died an old man in honor. And within 30 days of his death, he came in a dream to one of the great Tamid Chacham who lived in that city, in airport. And the Chacham saw him and he says, one second, aren't you the person that we just buried a couple of weeks ago? And he says, yes, I am. And he says, I came, he was holding a safer. He asked, what safer are you holding? And he said, this is Tehillim. And let me tell you something. I came here to warn you that everybody who lives in this village should run. They're not safe anymore. The whole time that they, I was alive, I would say Tehillim every week. And I would finish Tehillim. He would say the Tehillim that's divided up by the week. He would finish the whole safer Tehillim. Every week I said this year after year after year for many years. And this is the only thing that protected this city. That's the only thing that allowed it to stay at peace for all these years. And now that I've died, there's nothing and nobody that's going to protect them. And they have to run. They have to escape. Because the, 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 this is going to be the next address for the enemy to come and destroy this city. And many of them of the city did not have, find it within themselves to run. And they didn't listen to this Talmud Chacham's inter- interpretation of the dream. And they unfortunately were killed. And from that day on, the Sefer... Uh, the Sefer uh, the, uh, quotes this are Victor Kara that says his father when he heard this story he took upon himself to start saying Tehillim and he's divided up to Tehillim and, uh, and the days of the week and never from that point on ever stopped saying Tehillim and it protected him and his family from all different kinds of terrible things and this is the power of Zimra this is the power of holding off Midas Adin protecting us from all the, the difficulties and the terrible things that there are out in this world there's another safer <clears throat> um, number of years later written by someone who was a, one of the Jewish philosophers whose name was Rabbi Yitzchak Barab Moshe, and he was known as Prefut Doran Alevi. If you're familiar with those people, and he also, he has a safer called Maisa Eifad, and in the Hagdama of his safer, he writes that he's convinced that the northeastern part of Spain, Aragon, uh, Aragon was, was mostly spared from the expulsion. And he says he's convinced it's because over there, they were into Tanakh. He says most of Spain, they had abandoned learning Tanakh. But that area in Spain, they were very good about learning Tanakh. And in particular, he says, they said Tehillim. And he's convinced that that's what saved them. And that's what protected them. And why they didn't suffer what all the other Spanish communities suffered during those years of of Gzeris. That's a tremendous power of Zimra that lies in to end to him. And the third aspect that the, the Shalah mentions is the power of his iris. Tehillim, again, if we learn it, if we understand what we're saying, has the ability to be ma'irer us. It has the ability to bring to our 
attention, that we need to do tshuva, it has the ability to be us, that we need to work on our amuna and our bitachin. It, it, it opens our eyes to all the tremendous areas of growth in spirituality that there are for us, open, waiting, available for us to take advantage of. And we start to see how much David Melech grew in those areas, how much he had been struggling with them. He was tested with them and he overcame. And therefore it inspires us to do so as well. So we say to Hillam, first of all, to connect HaKadosh to talk to him, to recognize him, to see him, to praise him. Shira, we say to Hillam for Zimra, to cut out and to distance all the, the, the distractions of this world and all the powers that can harm us in this world. And we say to Hillam for his iris, to be mire us, for us to understand what David Amalek is telling us, to do tshuva, to be nisara, to grow, and to find, to find greatness within Tehillim. Fascinating thing, Rav Sadrigoyen writes, in his Hagdama to Tehillim, he writes that to say Tehillim as Shira, which is the way David Amal said it as a praise, he says that's something that was exclusively done in the Beis HaMikdash. He said, you can only say Tehillim as a praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as a method of Shira, which we have to understand what he means exactly. But he says that was only done in the Beis HaMikdash and it was very specific who got to say it and where he got to say it. Certain Levim said certain praises, and they had to stand in certain places, he writes, in the Beis HaMikdash. He says, this that we say to him today, we say it but as Kriya. We say it as Tefillah, as Davening. That's how we say to him today. But, he says, to him in its essence, the way it was written originally by David HaMalach, the way it was utilized throughout the years of the first Beis HaMikdash and the second Beis HaMikdash, as the Im's Miras Yisrael, a way of a certain aspect of praising and Kaddish Baruch on a carbon, could only be said in the Beis HaMikdash. It also just gives us a feel of what David HaMalach created over here when he created the Sefer of, uh, of Tehillim. And Kali Yisrael, throughout generations, in particular, as we saw in the Shalah and in the Seder HaYoyim, and other Svarim as well, and Eretz Yisrael, the Minig was for many generations, the Svaradim have this Minig, to say Tehillim on Rosh Hashanah, to say Tehillim on Yom Kippur, so much so, that is a tshuva sefer called Beis Yaakov, a very early tshuva sefer. They don't even have a new print for it. At least I couldn't find it. The old scratchy print. And uh, he was asked to Shiloh. Listen to the Shiloh. He was asked. He was asked that while the chazan, Yom Neroyim, is singing, right? He's singing and he's, uh, in, he's singing a song and he's saying, Chazanis, are you allowed to say Tehillim? That's the Shiloh he has in tshuva sefer. And he says, he, he debates whether you're allowed to say different shavachim. He, he, he try, ties it into whether you're allowed to answer Kedusha in the middle of Birchus Kriyashma. You're doing one thing, you're saying Birchus Kriyashma, and you want to interrupt it with a different shavach of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And then he says, well, that's the middle of Birchus Kriyashma because that's a very serious business. You can't stop the middle of Birchus Kriyashma. But certainly while the Chazan is saying his own shiras in Sutzh he's singing to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you can utilize your own and you can say, Mizmari Tehillim. But it was that much of a deal that they thought it appropriate to ask the Beis of this question that they, they dedicated free to any free time they had on Yom Neroyim to saying Tehillim, to utilizing Tehillim as a method of these three concepts. Utilizing what David HaMelech taught us how to do to try to reach our full potential in every aspect of our life 
to use Tehillim as a method to reach that potential, to see how we can find praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how we can see the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through Shira, to connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to distancing all the Gashmias around us, extracting ourselves out of the physical world. And through Hisairus, finding that all the Hisairus, the beautiful Hisairus that there is in Tehillim, so that we can grow, we can become closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and thereby merit Aksiva V'Nechsim on this Yantav of Rosh Hashanah, that's Mitzvah Shem Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. Good evening, Mr. Schaffner. Oh, good night, Adam. It's easy. I don't see you. I saw you before. 